Hey, friends. This is another episode that's brought to you in part with support from an arts and culture grant from the city of Fort Myers. This wonderful grant allows us to highlight the amazing arts and goodness coming out of our little corner of the world that we call Southwest Florida. So with that, now here's the show. One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that wields songs and music to call the deepest and darkest or lightest and brightest memories of our guests, allowing them to become their own best storytellers. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Callaghan. Our guest today is Andy Howell. Andy was born on Wurtsmith Air Force Base, Michigan in 1976. A dedicated artist from a young age, his artwork was first exhibited in a gallery in Russia at the age of five. Andy and his wife Elena opened Howell Gallery Tattoo in downtown Fort Myers, Florida in 2008-2009. During this time, Andy also co-founded the Fort Myers Art Walk and founded the Fort Myers Music Walk events. After relocating Howell to US-41 across from Edison Mall in 2015, Andy began publishing a yearly coffee table book art series entitled The Devil's Reign, co-curated by Peter H. Gilmore and featuring world-renowned tattoo artists, painters, and illustrators. The book is currently on its fifth volume. In 2019, Andy started an original heavy metal band performing vocals with several other established local musicians. Their debut performance will happen this winter at Howell Gallery. Andy takes appointments most days for custom tattoos and can be contacted via the shop's website, which is howellgallery.com. Howell also functions as a music venue and features weekly shows as well as burlesque and movie screenings. You can find all of those event listings at howellfortmyers.com. Andy's son Zane is a senior at Lehigh Senior High School and the student president of the theater department. I haven't really had the opportunity to speak with Andy personally, so I expect that this conversation will be full of talks of metal and, well, maybe some more metal, maybe some Halloween stuff, and probably a little bit more metal. So let's get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Andy. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So you've heard a little bit of the podcast. Uh, You were one of my, on, on my list of guests of people to reach out to, so I appreciate you coming in. No, that's totally awesome. Yeah, so... I'm going to get started. What song did you listen to on the way here? Uh, it's, it was uh, – It's I don't know the name of the song. It's uh, Sabaton's new album. Oh, cool. I, I don't listen to them that much, so I just started. So I'm trying to like cover all the bases with metal that I haven't like covered before. I think that this conversation is going to be a lot of metal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm pretty much metal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you guys will see the three-song selfie. You'll see the shirts that we're wearing. I mean today is technically October 1st. Yeah. So it's like our time, Andy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. It's like <laughs> – Darkness descends. Perfect. So I'm going to start get going here. If you dig back as far as you possibly can, what is the earliest music memory that you have? Uh, it's 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 like Rolling Stones and The Doors, stuff like that, that my dad listened to that I really – was cool. You know, it was cool stuff. Um, it's, you know, the first song is from early childhood that I, I gave you and that's like – uh, like my dad lived a couple hours away from me. So – that's all, you know, listen to music and, you know, drove back and forth from my mom's house to my dad's house. So, yeah, it's like that time frame is a very specific like music and like memories of things we talk about stories. So, so at your mom's and your verse, your dad's was the music different? Um, Kind of. I think that my mom was like I think that my memories of my music at my mom's house was like more like Anne Murray and Carol King, you know? Yeah. And uh, with my dad, it was more, you know, Rolling Stones and The Doors. 
So uh, now can you remember your first band or your first artist as a kid? Like your favorite, like this is it for me. Like uh, I think like the first uh, album that I got like was probably like – like fourth or fifth grade, okay. and it was like the Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet" album. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> I do not associate you with that, but I will forever associate you with that now. That's oh, that's, that's you know, like fifth grade. That was what was hot, you know. <laughs> bon Jovi, Andy shot Howell. through the heart, <laughs> and you're to blame, Andy. <laughs> that's <No>. right. <laughs> so uh, now I know that you uh, play musical instruments. How, how or I did. I mean, I don't really right now. Okay, yeah. what what did you play? Uh, I mean, I, I I had to be in band in middle school, and I learned the clarinet in sixth grade and took private clarinet lessons. And you played Bon Jovi? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and mo- that and Hot Cross Buns, like, <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the first snort of the episode. <laughs> so if, if you could, like, simultaneously, instantaneously learn any instrument on the planet, what would it be? Um, if I could, like, instantly absorb it, it would yeah. probably be, like, electric guitar. Me too. Because I always struggle. I've got a couple of guitars, but I never really dedicated myself to it. I just kind of made noises on it, <laughs> which I, it sounds really cool. Yeah, so my boy, Col- <laughs> my boyfriend Colin, he he tries. I, I bless his heart in that sense because he tries to get me to learn, and I'll pick it up and I'll play. Uh-huh. Uh, and I learned the first song was the Marilyn Manson version of Sweet Dreams. Right. So that's the fr- so I can play that. That's pretty sweet. That's the end. That, yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just sounds cool, but I never had enough patience to stick with it. And, so, then, and then I played drums later. Okay. I was really good at drums, like just snare or, mm-hmm. you know, just timpani, not not a drum set. Right. Like it's too much. <laughs> no, I can do one. That's it. Well, we can pull you in to just do one thing and you can just I, Yeah, I can that. just do a drum solo of Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. <laughs> okay. So let's get to your first song. You already mentioned uh, The Doors. Would you like yeah. to tell the story of your first song now? Or you want to listen to it? Um, I, I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I can, I'll talk about it. Um, yeah. Basically uh, – the the reason I have this associated with this song is that the, the Riders on the Storm song mm-hmm. is like this kind of like kind of creepy, melancholy, like rainy song. And on rides, especially at night from my dad's house to my mom's house, like on a Sunday night, he would tell made up ghost stories. He would just make them up on the fly and tell us weird stories and my sister, my sister, Christy, she's three years older than me. Like, I remember her sitting in the back and me in the front or vice versa. And he drove like a Chevette. <laughs> I think it was like a gray Chevette or like a, a green Chevette or something. I don't even remember now. But it, so it was driving at night and my dad making up these just on the fly creepy stories, either about hitchhikers or about like uh, like – great grandpa turning an alligator inside out or like it was always like an alligator or, or a bear inside out it was something being turned inside out yeah. <laughs> or like something just really creepy about like you know monsters or uh, hitchhikers and like i can't give you the full story about anything <laughs> because it was so long ago i mean yeah, i'm talking yeah. like early elementary school yeah um but you know that was that's my my core kind of like creepy cool memory about uh, a specific song and like that time where you know it was you know there was ugh, just like my dad's house was like pretty much like hanging out by myself you know mm-hmm. and my mom's house I had friends over there and you know it was just a weird time you know 
Yeah. Was, your, but, was your dad a was your dad a storyteller in general? Not like, really, but I mean, he had like a, he always did like the Gollum impersonation from Hobbit. Did like, he like to do voice? He always did my precious, precious. <laughs> so yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask when he told the the made up scary stories. Did he did he do voices and things like? Oh that? yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He always was. Yeah, he would do weird, creepy voices, and you know, just really sell the whole thing. And it was you know like. You wouldn't think that he was just making it up on the fly. Like maybe this is real, what he's telling us. Yeah, did, did you yeah. know it was a fake story when he was telling you? Uh, we knew that he was making it up, yeah. But it was like, <laughs> it was creepy. Well, like the stuff about turning the alligator inside out, I think we kind of partly believe that might have been true. Because like my great grandpa actually like lived in Alabama and like died in the swamp chasing an escaped convict or something like that. Like he was the town like constable. Oh, wow. Yeah, like Mobile, Alabama area, the Creel family. Um, so there was like an element of like maybe you know maybe my grandpa did turn an alligator. So, so what you're telling me is you were born grandpa. into the macabre. Weren't K- kinda, you? yeah. Like it was always like there was an element of like you know horror and just kind of like creepiness and that southern kind of thing. Even though we lived in Michigan, yeah. Uh, I, for some reason, I can't help but thinking about Big Fish, the movie. Right, yeah. About, like, legend, like family legends becoming <laughs> history. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that's de- yeah. That definitely there was an element of that, for sure. That's wonderful. So do you want to hear it? Later, let's hear it. All right, so let's hear it. This is Riders on the Storm from the 1971 album L.A. Woman by The Doors. So, you know, I, I think that that song, I know a lot of people, maybe the general consensus is, People are strange. Is their kind of like spooky song? Mm-hmm, yeah. Have you have you listened to this song? You know, like have, have, I think that maybe the attention has been paid to the lyrics and the just whole feel of this particular song. Oh yeah, well, like the uh, the uh, the squirming like a toad, you know, and things like that. I mean, it's like very atmospheric, but at the same time, it has these very <clears throat> that it's got that weird darkness that Morrison had and all of his stuff. You know, that's just like that. Edgar Allan Poe kind of like creepiness. Yes. I actually visited his grave. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. When I went to France, that was pretty neat. And I saw the apartment that he uh, had lived in for quite some time. So it was just, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty cool moment. When was the last time you listened to that song? Um, Probably, uh, it's been a few months, like two or three months. I listened to Waiting for the Sun album like last week, but uh, that one is on the first, or no, that's on the LA Woman album, but... uh, yeah, it's been a couple months at least. So where do you think that song sort of fits in your life today if it even does at all? Uh, I No, like the, the elements of like the, the rain and thunder and like that natural, uh, that organic quality that it has throughout is like something that I try to keep in like my visual art and, you know, uh, any kind of, you know, project I'm working on. Um, and that also like that creepiness, like – just is natural to me you know it just makes sense you know like the darker aspects of life that you know keep you grounded i do so where how do you consume music at this point so what kind of device or devices do you have to listen to music and what way do you listen and consume um pretty much like spotify exclusively right now because i use that to find you know stuff that's similar to other things or if i like the soundtrack of a tv show or uh, a movie i'll like you know look up that and then find I'll find artists through, you know, it's just like the chain, you know, of randomness. It is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so I've got like an Android screen in my car and, and I'm obviously I use an Android phone and also at Howl we listen to Spotify. 
Yeah. So it's pretty much all Spotify, pretty much. And I'll buy albums from bands that come to Howl. Okay. So what was maybe the last physical form of music that you purchased? So vinyl, record? Uh, it was it? CD. Uh, we had a, a pretty heavy, like, a grindcore slash metal show at Howl on Friday. And, and the band The Hackish returned to Howl, who had played years ago when they lived here, but they moved away. But they so they came back on tour and they're pretty much gr- grindcore, really heavy, you know. Yeah. Guttural. 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 <laughs> you liked gu- your face. No one female. could see it, but guttural. Female guttural. The female lead singer, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, what what would you say your favorite band is? Or maybe if you don't mind, describe your general music taste, then tell me what your favorite band is. Oh, hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, my tastes range basically from like metal to punk to like weird uh, like – uh, synth wave, electronica type stuff too. Um, I mean, I, I like I like outlaw country and that kind of stuff too, and some rap. You know, I grew up listening to like Metallica, Public Enemy, Iron Maiden, uh, Body Count. You know, uh, stuff with like a lot of attitude and angst. Typically, uh, you smiled when you said that. Oh yeah, I've always had a lot of angst, <laughs> and you know, growing up in like a divorced, you know, split family with multiple step parents and stuff like that, you get angst, you know, you get a little angsty. You get a little angsty. Yeah. yeah. So favorite band, you can't necessarily say one. What about I mean, locally? Uh, favorite band locally, um, other than my band, probably <laughs> be like, uh, uh. I think uh, Rocks Revolt is doing really good stuff right now. Yeah, um, Kimberly's they, you know, my, their bass player is also my drummer, um, Jake. Uh, 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 Nostratep is a really good metal band that's in Naples. Um, uh, there's a band called Greater Gods that's closer to Clearwater. That's really cool and doomy. Uh, I'm a fan of the Doom as yeah. well. Oh yeah, yeah. Doom, Doom, Stoner Rock, that kind of like Black Sabbathy sound. I listened to a lot of that stuff, um, and uh, like uh, more like black metal, faster, you know, some death metal, a lot of black metal yeah. is what I normally will listen to. Like Gorgoroth is definitely in my top bands right now. It has been for a few years, um, which is pretty heavy, you know, like yeah. black metal. Uh, uh, I mean, Iron Maiden and Bad Religion and, like, Danzig have always been in my kind of, like, uh, you know, CD binder. Uh, I would never guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Electric Hellfire Club was, like, a weird electronica. They were on that Cleopatra label, and they were really good friends of mine, too. Awesome. Um, yeah, just w- weird. What's a What's a band that people would be very surprised to find out that you really, really like? Uh, I like ABBA. <laughs> I'll put on That's like awesome. uh, I'll put on like Dancing Queen and that kind of stuff just randomly. I have know? heard you bump some Cardi B in Hell. That, that, uh, I'd like Cardi B. It's my, my wife Elena really is into like Cardi B and Nicki, Nicki Minaj that stuff. She listen. She that's her bag. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I like it too. And like I like uh, um, what is it? Uh, what's this guy's name? Crap. I can't. I'm blanking right now. Oh, Tech Nine. Oh, okay. I like yep. Tech Nine. That's like newer rap that I got into. Uh, I mean, I listen to a little bit of everything, but yeah. I like I like Dolly Parton. You know, a lot of people seem to like Dolly Parton that come on our podcast. People that yeah. I would never have expected have referenced Dolly Parton as someone very influential in their lives. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, she's really 
powerful person, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah. So that's kind of a good segue in a sense. You're talking about your wife. Where does music fit into your family life? Um, I mean, my son Zane is like almost exclusively listens to like movie sound score, like scores, like actually like this, the orchestral scores, not necessarily the pop score, but the orchestral. He's really into that. And I mean, he listens to some pop stuff, too. And we're all just kind of like have our own tastes. You know, there may I might we may like cross over a little bit, but it's kind of like we each kind of have our own. Is there like a thing. fight in the car for what? I mean, you, do you no, ride I don't together think a lot? So. I think I think they, I feel like I get made fun of sometimes by my family, but I think we can all make fun of each other. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I like to say if I didn't make fun of you, I don't really like you. Yeah, so it's right. Just, what's the earliest musical memory you have with Zane? Uh, um, uh, we I used to do the uh, the um, the beat to. Uh, I think was it we we will rock you, but it was a Queen song. Uh. Boom! No, it's yeah, it's boom boom ch. Yeah, boom boom ch. Yeah, and I used to do that when he was like going to bed or whatever. You know, like it was always boom boom. It was like Dad, do boom boom ch. Like boom boom ch. Boom boom ch. So it's Queen. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, so what was the, all right? We talked about the last time you bought a CD, but when have you ever made mixtapes? Was mixtape a thing that you did? Yeah, yeah. And I used to like take pieces of like weird, uh, like Spider-Man vinyl album, and then like record it right up to like a uh, like a Danzig or a White Zombie song, you know, and like oh, make so you my got own cool like with I it. would yeah I would like mix it up like and like take like a, I had this album vinyl album it was like a like uh, it was like a hot rod drag kind of racing album, and you hear the, like the engines roll, rev up and stuff. And so I'd record a piece of that and put it next to like something weird, like a Tool song or a Marilyn Manson song or something like that. Like when I was in college. Yeah, that's know. that's pretty awesome. And then I mean, I'd give it to my friends and have them check it out. Like, hey, check this out. That and is like, really yeah, cool. Dude, this is cool. It's like the mashup before the mashups were a big thing. Right. That's pretty awesome. Do you remember the first one that you made, or was there an intention that you made some of your first ones? Uh, were they were they for you? No, I mean I think well early on me and my sister would uh, like record like we pretend like we were we were on the radio and then play like a song you know like a like we'd play like a Michael Jackson song like beat it or thriller or something and then we would like record ourselves like talking like we were on the radio Can, pretend, <laughs> pretend right now go ahead <laughs> come on that would be awesome so just like ride on the storm go for it Oh, dude, I don't even know. No, I can't. I can't do <laughs> this it. This is Andy Howell. God, that was even bad. And I'm on the radio. <laughs> uh, so do you karaoke much? Uh, I, I have gotten okay with it, yeah. I was, I was very shy previously. Like, I dropped out of drama class because I was so shy about being in front of people. But in the last few years and, like, having a stage and that kind of thing, uh, have kind of crossed over. So, and you have karaoke nights. We have we not well, often, but yeah. every once in a while, yeah. We 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 get the license and do it. Um, the last song I karaoke was Five to One" by The Doors. What is that? What's your go-to karaoke song? Is that I, right? I don't know. People say it's "Mother," but Mother. I feel like it's not. <laughs> I, I can't help it. That's a really sad "Mother." All <laughs> 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 <Love> this "Mother." <laughs> uh, can you remember your first slow dance? Oh, wow. I, like, visually, yeah, but I couldn't tell you what the Describe song it, then. was. Uh, well, it was just like waddling back and forth in a circle. <laughs> How old were you? Um, I must have been like seventh grade or something, sixth or seventh grade. So middle about, school. About what year would that have been? Oh, that would have been like. Don't do that to him, Richard. It would have been like 88, 87, 88, something like that. 87, 88, something like that. 
So would it would have been on this? On I don't know. It might have been like playlist, Journey. Then. I don't yeah. know. I can R-E-M. imagine Journey. <laughs> REM. I don't know. No, REM is cool, later. So I was like, I'm way later. Too early. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It, it might have been like Boston. Or REM, <laughs> not, not REM. Sorry, not REM. <laughs> like Journey, <laughs> like Journey or Boston, most likely. That's perfect. More than a feeling. Mike wants to know um, what what you were wearing. <laughs> Probably something really horrible. <laughs> it might have been like an all white sports jacket. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. Like to dare to do that at such an age. Uh, so when you think back on all of the shows, concerts, music experiences that you have had, what is the first one that automatically comes to mind as the just standout? Uh, probably like. I don't know. Might have been like a Pantera show where I saw like a biker like fall on some steps and like get knocked out just because he was drunk. <laughs> I like that you remember that, but that's not pretty like, much the first thing that popped into my head. This is so bad. It's like so. I just see to... watching people is like such a fun part of going to shows. It's just I like agree. randomness. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. What's a band you've seen like over and over, and you'll always see them whenever you can? Uh, well, I mean, I saw Pantera like quite a few times when I was like college, young college age. But uh, I mean, I don't know. There, uh, any time that like like uh, there's a band that's kind of newer right now. Uh, but I'll go to see them all the time. I just hung out with them when they were in Tampa, but they're called Zeal and Ardor, mm-hmm. and they're, like, kind of, like, blues, like, almost like slave spiritual music, like, mixed with uh, black metal. I'll check that so it's out. It's a weird mix, but it works really well. They're from Sweden. Lead singer uh, is, like, half American, black American, half white Swedish guy. Super cool, super nice guy. Like, we got, we got drunk in, in Tampa together. <laughs> So it's good times all over. Yeah, it was great. It was exactly what I wanted to happen. Like, go to a show, hang out with a band. How far have you traveled for a concert or a show? Oh, mm, I don't know. Not not that far. I yeah. pretty much stay in state. I don't like to go. I don't really like to go to festivals. I don't like to go anywhere. <laughs> I like I like to go to clubs, like medium. Like, I like the Orpheum in Tampa and I yes. like the Ritz. Yes, yes. Uh, and like Crowbar. Yeah. Um, Those are all amazing places. Yeah, if, like I love, I like Ebor a lot. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, I don't really like to go to outdoor shows or festivals, you know. I don't really like being around a ton of people, but, like, a small, dedicated group of fans is cool. Okay, Andy. Song number two. Tell uh, us what it is. <clears throat> well, so, okay, so song number two is an, is an Iron Maiden song, and it's uh, their first album with Bruce Dickinson. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a metal anthem in a sense, like a counterculture kind of like – teen angst anthem in some way uh but definitely counterculture in a, in a sense but uh it's the song the number of the beast uh it's uh it really i think i first started listening to iron maiden when i saw their album covers and i was into shoplifting a lot in seventh grade <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry mom she kind of knew that already but uh so that was actually one of the first the first albums that i ever got choplifted were Iron Maiden albums and they were because of the artwork yeah. and, and then I liked the music too and the first specifically the first three Iron Maiden albums it's all like Eddie the character which I also kind of have tattooed on both my forearms um, but the number of the Beast album like was Bruce Dickinson's first one and it, it wasn't quite as singing as it got later which I appreciate it kind of had a little bit of that punk flavor still but uh, it's a very kind of 
anthemic song, and the intro was really cool and creepy, and I think it's Vincent Price. Um, oh, I'm not sure. I can have Richard. Richard sounds is my like master Vincent look Price. up it, things. But it's, it's, it's a I, lot it, like the Thriller kind yes, of intro. I agree. Um, but uh, it's very anthemic, and it's kind of like, you know, very uh, pro, like, counterculture. And, you know, it was during the whole Satanic Panic era, too, which I, you know— was kind of definitely hit home so with me. the answer is that they wanted Vincent Price, uh-huh. but he refused to do it for anything less than 25,000 pounds, oh, which is very expensive for voicing the intro. So they hired uh, um, Barry Clayton. Okay. All right. I love being able to do that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so tr- maybe describe where would you be when you'd listen to the song? Um, or uh, album, I guess, really. Well, okay, so this song specifically... Uh, for me, it was between seventh and ninth grade, and it was like a very kind of like dark, kind of angsty period in my life where like I wanted a lot of attention. I feel like I wasn't getting, and you know, obviously I had like I had a stepdad that was really brutal, you know, like verbally, mm. you know, um, and you know, also my my dad, you know, I had the mom dad separation thing, and I was very aware of all of that and uh, trying to just fit in and find a place, you know, I was, I was still very into art and taking private art lessons and stuff like that. So, but, but then some other stuff happened like, uh, in like when I was in kind of like ninth grade, 10th, the end of ninth grade, uh, my, where my sister was the only survivor of this car accident. So it's like, this song is kind of like that whole like three year period for me, like kind of like in my memory, uh, just like a lot of, uh. Uh, emotion. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot happening in such a small time frame right yeah. there. Um, but uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me about where the song takes you, maybe where you listen to the song. Uh, okay, so cassette, Walkman, an hour bus ride to school every morning, every on the way back from like 7th grade, 8th grade, or, and, or I ride my bike to school, which I lived way out in the country and had to bike all the way across town to get to school. So How long would that take you? Less than the bus ride, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the bus ride, I was the first one on the bus and, you know, the last one off of it, you know, and then vice versa. You know, I was always the either the first one on or the last one off, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was always an hour ride no matter what. Did you ever listen to this song with anyone, like friends or anyone in like particular? Uh, I had a like a really good friend that was my like locker mate in seventh grade. Uh, his name was Brian, and he was kind of going through similar like divorce type stuff like right that year. And uh, so, but he he liked Iron Maiden, but he actually ended up into more into Ozzy and King Diamond, and I was more like Iron Maiden and maybe Metallica earlier in Metallica. Um, but, uh, he ended up actually like going to, uh, um, like juvenile, uh, center because he got so messed up about, you know, his parents right. splitting. So I only had a locker mate like half the year and then some, I got another one later. So yeah, it was just like a really raw time, you know, in my life, but also like I had a lot of, like, there's a, like I dated my wife for a, a week in seventh grade. Really? And then she dumped me because I couldn't go to the dance because I had to go to my dad's house. <laughs> and now you're married. Yeah, we're married now, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Elena, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't tell me why she dumped me until like two or three years ago. 
<laughs> Why did you dump me in seventh grade? Because of the dance, Yeah, Andy. you couldn't go to the dance with me. Like, dude, I had to go to my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to this. This is Number of the Beast from the uh, 1982 album of the same name by Iron Maiden. That was awesome. That's a great album. The yeah. next song after that, uh, you know, Run to the Hills, is great, too. Yes, it is. Yeah. How do you feel listening to that song? How does it make you feel? Uh, I feel pretty empowered, actually, listening to it. You know, it's like it makes you feel good, like makes like makes all your bad thoughts feel okay. <laughs> like I, I, I'm like, it just makes me want to, like, kick ass, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I had a lot of <laughs> angst, you know, and I still do a little bit. But back then, I had a lot of angst, and it just makes you, like, F, F, F the world, you know. Screw, you could say it. Yeah. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Fuck the world. You know, just like, you know, you're in a bad place and it makes you feel good. Do you think that um, considering some of the some of the things you said, you know, from that era, um, do you think that maybe that having the song there to empower you in a situation where maybe you didn't have a lot of control was helpful? Oh, yeah, for sure. What drew you to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's like the bond that a lot of people that listen to metal have is like you've been through some and, you know, the music said like you feel you you feel what the music what it sounds like you know that energy that like you got a lot of built up like emotion in you or you know whatever and it, it just feels right you know so it was helpful therapeutic for sure yeah and I think that I see like a recurring story on social media that's like metalheads are like the most well adjusted people you know. I mean, look at us. <laughs> yeah, look at me. <laughs> so where where do you think you sing most often? Are you a singer at all? Like do you I, uh, sing in private or? Uh, well, okay. So I'm, I do vocals in a band now. Like, oh, that, okay. That was always like one of the things that like wanted to be in a band never happened. But now I have a stage and a space. So yeah, I pulled the trigger on doing a band with a bunch of really talented dudes locally. So I... And singing was always a thing that I liked to do, what I was shy about. But people always told me that I had a good voice and that I should do it. So I just kind of like got over the stage fright part of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I sing in my car a lot. I mean, I think everybody does. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's comfortable. You know, there's no judgment. Is there a song that it, other than like a karaoke type song that when you turn on, you're like, hell yeah, I'm singing this whole thing? Uh, Maybe other than the last one we just listened to. Well, yeah, like – um. There's a Metallica song called Dyer's Eve, and it starts off, Dear Mother, Dear Father, what is this hell you have put me through? Believer, deceiver, day in, day out, live my life for you. Push down on me what's wrong and right. goes on and on and on. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's an, another anthemic kind of like angsty song, you know, about growing up in a situation that you necessarily don't enjoy, you know. So do you think that – have you written some of that angst or, as you say, maybe into your your original music? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I kind of like – my point of view in writing vocals, writing lyrics is um, is like take something that's personal to you but then pair it with something that everybody can like identify with in some sense that's like, you know, touches on, you know, like, like one of the things I – write about that I tie in like relationship personal type stuff with is public execution. So a lot of the songs will be like based in one thing but actually tapping into something that's more personal and yeah. private. C- can you tell me a little more about this band at all, Andy? 
<laughs> so this I've I've actually been keeping it under wraps, and uh, everybody keeps asking me about it because we have been practicing for quite a while. Yeah, I see it on social media. No one had, no one knows the name of it except a few people in the band, etc. But okay, it's it's metal. It's kind of like black metal-y. It's kind of doomy. Um, it's uh, but uh, the name of the band is Burned at the Stake. And and you'll get you'll the world premiere of Burned at the Stake will be at Howl coming this winter. Yeah, so we're going to do our first show uh, December 21st with Ooh. three other local, or one band's from Orlando, the other two are local. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that'll be our first actual show, and that's the only show we're going to do this year. We love reveals on the show. We had an engagement, yeah. now a band. This is great. Oh, yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's going to happen. It's It's been happening. We're really excited about it. Awesome. Everybody says it's like people come to our band practices and are really excited about Getting it. Getting good feedback. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm like very critical of like how I sound. And you know, I've definitely gone from, you know, rookie to feeling more, you know, moderately good about yeah, where I'm going. Kind of owning and owning that. Yeah, because, you know, when you first start singing, like, metal, you have more of, like, a, a cookie monster kind of thing happening where you're too throaty. <laughs> and then you'll hear it and be like, whoa, that sounds really bad. And You want cookie instead of me want metal? <laughs> right. And then, and then I, so I started, you know, I did my homework, you know, um, and, uh, and then you start singing more with your mouth mm-hmm. and, you know, like, your upper throat and, you know, like... Projecting. And, yeah. yeah. So... Definitely feel more comfortable now, and I can play it back and like what I hear, how, how I sound, yeah. you know. But the rest of the band is, like, freaking amazing, you know. They're all, like, really well-established local musicians that have been in multiple bands and, like, gel super easy. There's no egos or anything. It's just, like, everybody just wants to make really cool music. Well, congratulations on that. And friends, if you're in the Southwest Florida area, so coming this winter. Yeah, December 21st, it'll be with uh, Nosertep out of Naples. Hellfrost out of Naples, and this other band called Fabricate out of Orlando. Awesome. So that's the current lineup. Um, but, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Andy, do you have any TV theme songs that you have committed to memory? Uh, Mr. Belvedere theme song. I don't know that one. <laughs> can, can you? It's like do 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 do. I think it's by the guy that wrote the Toy Story oh theme songs. It's like Randy Newman. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I think it might be. I can't remember. But <laughs> it's, it, go? it's the Mr. It's like do 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 do. I can't remember the lyrics. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, and it's like do 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 do. Hold on, I want to hear this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this is- <laughs> no one's heard. And sometimes things get turned around. Nobody cares. <laughs> I love everything about that. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. I expected you to bust out like the Adams family or something like I did. That's, I, I just sat there and went, uh. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the one I know, of course. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, that and like goodness. Cheers theme song and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and like Night Court, you know, right. it's like that, that era of TV, you know. <laughs> I love that. All right, so now we're we're already at your third song. This time has gone by so very very fast. 
<laughs> like I feel like my this is the longest conversation Can't, I've yeah. ever had with you to date, <laughs> and I've, it feels like the fastest. Even though I know I've said like, "Hey, what's up? Bye." <laughs> so tell us a little. I, I couldn't help but listen to. Usually I don't. If I don't know the song, I don't listen to them before. Uh-huh. I could not help but listen to this, especially because it just came out. Yeah. Well, yeah. the band just seemed like it's been around for a while, uh-huh. and then they kind of just had the collaborations, and then this one's from 2019. So please, please tell me, <laughs> please tell me the story for this. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, like, or we could listen to it. First, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Okay, because it's like right now, it's kind of my my theme song, and everybody at the shop is getting like I'm really so tired of hearing this band. By the way, like, <laughs> I love it. It's a ridiculous song, and it, but it's really freaking cool, and the lyrics are amazing. Um, but I I play it at the shop way too much. It's kind of like a really feel good, like especially for a Halloween time of year. It's a really good like Halloween party song. So like find it, play it during your Halloween party. Uh, but it's like, uh. For me, it's like it represents pretty much like the last couple of years I had like a lot of like personal like just drama and like uh, not good feelings. Mm. And I kind of like came out of it recently um, and kind of like just refocused on myself. You know, what are the things I want to do? You know, I want to be in a band. Yeah. I've got another art show coming up. Um, just like making sure that I'm doing the things that I want to be doing. You know, because I think that you can get really caught up in other people, you know, get caught up in groups, get caught up in relationships, and then you can, you know, get caught up in business and you can lose sight of yourself sometimes. So for me, this song is kind of like a, a really good feel good party song. And it's like, you know, don't expect anything from me. You know, I'm going to do my own thing. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, you know. So it's like your solace song. Kind of. But it's just like, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, do, you know, you do you. Do your, make sure you're staying happy personally because, you know, everything is going to come and go. You know, life's passing you by all the time, and, but you're always going to be you. Make sure you're staying happy. I, I have other questions, but I want to I want to listen to the song. Uh, so this is. Do you want to intro the song, or do you want me to do it? Uh, uh, it's. Uh, I, I found this band through the What We Do in the Shadows TV show soundtrack. Yes. Which also has a really other good song, an older song uh, called Your Dead, mm-hmm. which is another great song. Um, but uh, What We Do in the Shadows is, is uh, like a Tika Waititi. He did like the Avenger. He did the Thor movie. Uh, He's also got that new movie coming out. Um, about uh, it's like a like a Hitler youth camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like imagine the kid's friend is like Hitler, imaginary Hitler or something. Ma- yes, but like bizarre, you know, really bizarre. Uh, he's a great writer. Um, me and my son love his stuff. Like uh, anyway. Um, so the title is the title is No Vampires Remain in Romania. But it's also called parentheses <laughs> Dracula Spectacular. So this is from the 2019 album There Are No Gnomes in Sweden, and it's it's King Luan. King Luan. But yeah. King Luan. I, I'm not, I think that's how you say it. Okay. Oh, this is great. Let's do this, Richard. <laughs> I hate to break up our dance party, but the song is over. Oh man, it's so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think if my staff never hears that again, they'll probably be happy. But I mean. It is a really good song. And that's too bad. They're going to hear it all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's on pretty much every day. <laughs> How did you come across it? You, so you came across it from What yeah, We Do in the Shadows, the yeah, show. Yeah, so like the 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 Your Dead song yeah. is on, uh, is the one of the, I think it might be the theme song mm-hmm. to the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Not the movie, that came first. Yep. But uh, the TV show, I think it's on the FX network. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, so I, 
that that the Your Dead song was so cool and original and actually really old too, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it's that dated. But this one came up on the soundtrack and it just like instantly is like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> so I pretty much sent it to everybody I could to have them listen to it. I could tell, and it did it to me too. Your your face lit up. My face <laughs> lit up when we started listening to it. So how do you feel right now? Uh, just good, you know, happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, a, it's just a feel good song. And like just the lyrics are so great too. I like the, I'm not the disease or the cure. You mm-hmm. know, that's a great line. So yeah, I mean, just like, yeah, it's just what I was going back to about, like, you know, just, you know, making sure you're always doing your own thing. Like, you know, staying true to yourself. You yeah. know, don't get caught up with too much drama. Was there any song that it was kind of – was it a struggle for you to come up with these three songs? Or was uh, it kind of easy for you to do? No. It seems like we have a mixed bag of guests that it's very difficult. It, we they had way too many songs. They couldn't narrow it down to three. No, because I, I wanted to kind of like uh, – have something that was early childhood, something that was like that teen kind of year timeline, um, and then something that was more current. So it, it was a toss-up for this one, uh, between this one and something by Zeal and Ardor, because I've been listening to them a lot, mm-hmm. and their stuff is really powerful too. Um, but their stuff is a little bit like darker, and I felt like this one really worked well for, for actually being October and being able to like – give something out that so people can listen to for like their Halloween parties or whatever. Yeah. But it is like, I do listen to it way too much because <laughs> it is such a feel good song and just really hits home. So can you recommend uh, a band or an artist that you like that maybe you think most, I'm assuming you have a few bands of like this, that most people that might listen to this podcast won't be familiar with? Oh, sure. And um, then, well, then can you compare it to something that you think they might be familiar with? Um, yeah, there, there's a... Um, in like the stoner kind of throwback doom rock world, um, uh, there's a band that really sticks out to me. It's got a female lead singer called Blood Ceremony, and they kind of have like an old school like Jethro Tull vibe. It's but it's really like very much of a throwback kind of thing, but current. You know, mm-hmm. if you like flute mixed with like guitar riffs, like. It's it's something to check out. Um, I listen to High on Fire a lot, and they're a very kind of like crunchy, uh, kind of like metal band. Um, I'm, I'm, they're a little bit more well known now. Um, uh, Zeal and Ardor that I mentioned, yeah. they're really original, uh, kind of like the Black Keys meets Gorgoroth. You know, it's like. Which you never thought you'd hear those two names next to each other, Yeah, it's really weird, but it fits really well, you know. And maybe it's pretentious. Somebody said that to me once, that it was a little pretentious or, like, a little bit too uh, trendy or something. But it sounds really good. Like, it is, like, this, like, slave spirituals, like, mixed with black metal. And it's, like, the premise behind it is, like, what if the slaves rebelled against Christianity rather than accepting it? Hmm. Which is an interesting premise, you know. Here's, like— completely you know stolen population and instead of going with you and like they actually rebel against you completely mm. you know so it's like black metal is that part of it or yeah. they're it's, they're rebelling you know so it's very interesting but it's really good and they're getting really huge right now playing a lot of festivals oh yeah especially like in europe too that's pretty awesome now are there any albums that you have to listen to all the way through, start to finish? So if it starts, you're just like, no, 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 we got to keep this going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or are you like a music skipper person? That's like, uh, no, this song, then that song, then this over here. No, I think what I do is I burn albums out. Like I'll listen to the whole album too much and then I won't want to listen to the whole album. But I mean, there's like a, 
Probably like uh, like Master of Puppets or Injustice for All. Like I can put those on. I listen to them all the way through. Um, uh, overall, no, you know. Um, uh, nothing specifically comes to mind. Okay. So, what would be the best album of all time, in your opinion? Ooh. Mm. I thought you'd be a good person to ask that Dang, question too. I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I really like the Goat's Head Soup album by the Rolling Stones. It's got like some really interesting things on it, and uh, I think Let It Let It Bleed um, by the Stones. Um, the uh, The Doors' first album is really good. Uh, there's a few other ones. People You'll think later, like everybody else does, and they say, "Oh, I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have picked this song, or I wish I would have mentioned this thing." Yeah, I, most like, people like do Hotel that. Morrison, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. It's got like some good shit on there. Um, <laughs> I love how you're trying not to curse. That's great. <laughs> okay, so well then, what is an album uh, that you would pick if you can only listen to that album? So you only get one album to pick that you can listen to for the end of time. What is Ooh. it? Hmm. Damn. Uh, Come at you with these real questions, Andy. Uh, crap. I don't know. Uh, crap the album. Crap. Uh, I don't know. Probably like a Stones album. Cool. I don't know. I'm not sure which one. Probably like the one with the uh, Straight Fighting Man on it. I'm not sure which one that is. I don't either, unfortunately, off the top uh, of my head. It would definitely, it would probably be a Stones album. Richard will know. Oh, no, I was, I was oh, going to comment something. I have a question for Andy. Uh, it is my contention that Paint It Black is the metalist uh, Stones song. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Yeah, well, add that and uh, Sympathy, Sympathy for the for Devil. Sympathy for the Devil. So Sympathy for the Devil and Paint yeah, It Black so, kind of have. But that's kind of sweet and sultry sounding. Yeah. Paint so it, is the Devil. It, yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, Paint It Black actually goes back to my childhood, too, because for some reason on Nickelodeon, when Nickelodeon first started, there was this uh, roller coaster video that they would show just, like, of you on a roller coaster. Oh, I remember And that. they would play Paint It Black. Yeah. It, was, like, was so weird. I do remember That's a that. dark song to play for a kid. Yeah, and I, but it was great. But no one, yeah, I but, remember that. And I, I almost feel like it, it was just a memory I made up. But I'm glad that you, somebody else remembers it. But, it, yeah, it was just like you were on a roller coaster and, and they were playing Paint It Black. It's like, why Nickelodeon? I mean, I'm okay with it. But. Right? It's like, yeah, can we do that some more? <laughs> Andy, what do you think 14-year-old you would think of you today? Um, I think that he would be surprised that he did all the things that he wanted to do or thought were cool. Because mm-hmm. I pretty much stayed who I am, pretty much the same person. You know, I went to art school for comic books, you know. I stayed, you know, I listened to metal. I started a metal band eventually. You know, I like my I ended up liking tattoos a lot. I started a tattoo shop. I liked art. I started a gallery. You know, it's like I pretty much just have always been on the same path. That's awesome. So, yeah, I think I would just be surprised like holy crap, I did I just that's I want to be that guy. Like I would be yeah, I want to be that guy. So, last question, is there a song that comes on that you have to turn off if it comes on. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, anything like by Garth Brooks. Typically, I'm gonna like turn off right away. 
or like Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's like just, that, those are very in the same. Uh, yeah, it's just like that era of like country music and like uh, honky like, tonking like this the, stuff. Like <laughs> like the new kids on the block. I would have turned off. I okay. kind of think they're funny now. <laughs> you ironically like them now? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe or like the Backstreet Boys. It's like that. Hey, like, don't be talking first, anything about first, that. First, I don't like them, and then they become funny and somewhat amusing. But Andy, you are my fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. Do you have any any final thoughts for us on three song stories? Um, I do have a solo art show coming up in Naples, and it's October eighteenth. Awesome. Uh, I'm doing all the paintings right now, so I'm kind of like in a time crunch. But uh, it should be really cool. It's at KAJ Gallery. It's right off of 41 in Naples. Wonderful. Um, uh, I've got a ton of cool – we got our 10-year Hall anniversary coming up in November um, 23rd. We got a Halloween show on the 26th. We got a a burlesque trick or tease show on the – 19th of October. Trick or tease. Trick I or like tease. that. Uh, I've got like a big Devil's Reign show, which is the book I've got uh, coming up in first weekend of December. Yes. Uh, it's just like I've always got a million things going on. So I lied to you. I do have one more thing. Well, it's not really okay. a question. It's so yeah. much of a command of you. Mm. Can you please recommend three people that you think would be good fit for this podcast? Call them out here and now, so then we can you can say, well, hey, I actually said the, your name on the podcast, so oh, now yeah. you have to do. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would say um, Eric DeMeo, mm-hmm. Bargain Ben Heroes. Um, I would say um, James Scott from my band, Burned at the Stake, who's in uh, the band Neither, and has been in other metal bands. Um, and I would say, uh, what's one other person I think should be here? Uh, geez. Um, hey, if those are the only two, that I would say, worthy. uh, Terry Tincher from Houston Space 39. He, uh, yes. O- old weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good friend though. Perfect. Well, Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. We make this show in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Jinkui is co-creator, host, and producer. Tara Calgan is our online content producer and host. Chris Duffus is the executive producer, and our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. This week's spooky parting tune comes from our very own host, Tara Calligan. This is Cemetery Drive by My Chemical Romance. Imagine two 16-slash-17-year-old young ladies singing on the top of our lungs, dancing around the car. Then all of a sudden, we both look up. We're going over this bridge, and all of a sudden, we both look up, and we see an old woman in a walker right in front of her car. We hit this woman. I mean, boom. We hit her. You struck her, with, and she had a walker? She had a walker, correct. Older woman, uh, gray hair. She had a shawl on, a dress. We hit, I mean, we hit her. We heard it go roll over the car, back off the trunk and onto the ground. Kim obviously slams the brakes. We look at each other. We go, oh, Immediately get out of the car, run around the car to see nobody's there. Run around to the front of the car, no damage at all. Nothing at all. So we get in the car, we are we turn off the music, and we drive to Kim's house completely in silence. Keep listening. 
next time on Three Song Stories. So I had this black wig on and I sang the the woman's part there, the, the second part. We had to change some of the lyrics to be a little bit more appropriate. My dad what wanted... What did you change to? Uh, twit. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>